I'm Mitch. I'm Keith. And this is the Layman's Term Show. The Layman's Term Show, where a couple lay people, not, not clergy, clergy, talk about where life and faith intersect and have some fun conversations. Hey, buddy. Hey, welcome back. How you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. The um, <clears throat> I, I feel like we're going to hit our second summer this weekend. Love it. going to be like 99 degrees or something crazy Fantastic. on Saturday. Fantastic. It is not. It's but... going to be hot. Are you, are you, are you guys... Uh, playing ball on Saturday? Always. Nice. going to be a good time. Yeah. Blazing out there. Sun's going to be beating down on you. It's going to be great for you. I'll be in. It's going to be a good time. Do you trust me? <laughs> Talking about trust here. We final, are... final uh, nail in the trust coffin of yeah. this series. We're wrapping it up. Uh, hammering it down. Talking trust. Talking about uh, repairing trust after yep. broken trust and um, thoughts and opinions around uh, what can be done, uh, what opportunities you have to repair trust. Mm-hmm. And so I think last week we talked about trust as like a dial, right? Maybe, I don't know, but trust is like, not like a light switch where you, you, I trust you. I don't trust you. Mm. I trust you. It's like a dial, right? Like a it's dimmer, like, like a dimmer switch mm. or, um, a temperature on your stove, right? You dial it from, from zero to mm. high. Okay. Right? Yeah. 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 I remember this. Um, and so we have this conversation on air last week. I don't know if we did, or not, but we are now, we are now. And so what do you do when you had high trust uh, and then that gets dialed back down to the, down to the old pilot light, down to the old pilot light. Um, so Mitch, tell me about a time when either somebody broke your trust or vice versa, you, you did something and, and broke trust with someone else. Hmm. Well, being a, uh, we've talked about this on the, uh, the old say-do ratio, mm-hmm. the, uh, um, I like to uh, increase commitment, reduce um, expectation. I don't, I tend not to, um, to go along with all that. I like to keep a high will say do ratio high and one way to do that is to limit the say yeah right um therefore i'm not a promiser mm. take the word very seriously i don't i don't mm. i don't promise i don't promise much i don't maybe i imply that things are promised and i don't say it maybe mm. maybe that's more than my problem so i'm like i promise yeah, you can break trust without <clears throat> without promising something oh uh, of course you know I what was, i mean I was just looking at, I was kind of using that as a simpler example. Um, I'm going to tell you about a story of my time. How's this, how's this work for you? When I was little, I'm talking like kindergarten, right? I had a, I had my best friend, best friend in the whole world. We'll just call him Jason. Okay. Okay. Lived across the street. We used to hang out all the time. He had a Nintendo you know, and later in Nintendo 64, I, I was, I had a computer and computer games, but you don't really invite somebody over to sit next to you and play a computer. Like it's not like that. Right. So I used to go over there and hang out, 
He used to play SimCity, you know, Mario, all that kind of stuff. And um, well, anyway, one day after school, you know, I asked my mom, hey, can I go over and, you know, play with Jason, right? And she's like, yeah, sure, go ahead. So I run across the street, knock on the door. He comes and answers the door. And then he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I can only, my mom said I can only have one friend over at a time. And I'm like, well, who's over, right? Uh, And let's call him John. I think we talked about him on the podcast. The next door neighbor that we got in a mud fight with. That not a good, not a good, not a good friend of mine, right? So here, out comes John looking at me. I thought I was a better therapist than this. I thought we unpacked all this already and Mm -hmm. we resolved. No, this is unresolved. This is unresolved. So for everybody out there in podcast land, I'm not a therapist. Ran home. Nor do I play one on television. Ran home, crawled under the table, sobbing, crying, you know. So, of course, my my mom, who's like a female lion, marches across the street and talks to Jason's parents. Of course, Jason's parents never said that. They're like, no, we didn't say that. He's more than welcome to be over here with everyone else. I don't understand. Instant trust break. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He just didn't want to hang out with me anymore. Couldn't tell me. Or maybe he just was hanging out with another friend and he had two Nintendo controllers. I and know. I'm just telling you I'm just telling you what happened, okay? Did you guys ever hang out again after no, that? No, never again. Wow. Never again. So trust broken. Okay. Now the question is the question is is When's is, that going to happen to us? No, no. When, when am I going to have before. like an extra, a different podcast guest? And we're only, yeah. oh, sorry, Keith. We only got two microphones. <laughs> we only have two microphones. We only have two microphones. You can stand and there then, and, and stand and by you the will webcam. never talk to me again because um, I brought a guest on the show. I'd have to. Uh, Very uh, territorial. I wouldn't like it. Um, yeah, no, when we, talk, we, I think we talked about, I don't know if we talked about this on the air, but I am a very trusting person. And then, you know, something happens and I feel that trust is broken and I, there's nothing you can do to gain that trust back. Like there's, there's nothing. Um, and so, uh, I don't, I, I, this, this episode's really, really difficult for me because part of it is like, how do you repair trust? Right. And when somebody breaks, when somebody has a high trust factor, now if you've got like a low trust factor with me and you break the trust, like I, like I'll still deal with you because, like, you know what I mean. But it's when you have that high trust factor and it gets broken, like I can't, I, I can't fathom a situation in which I would ever have a high trust factor for you again. Now, conversely, I see my, I see that, uh, my, as myself, right? If I break, if I'm the one doing the trust breaking, I'm like, there's nothing I can do in the world to make up for it because that's just my, my mindset. So. When you're sitting here trying to talk about how do you how do you repair trust, like I got I got nothing. <laughs> right? You want, you want a funny story? Yeah, I want a funny story. <laughs> so, family vacation. We like to do the vacation rentals, Ooh, yeah. right? The, the homes instead yeah, of yeah. instead of like a hotel, hotel or a resort or you know like mm-hmm. a little home away from home, mm-hmm. right? Love it. And uh, 
and th- they're all, those are always they're unique. If you've ever done those, mm-hmm. right? You mm-hmm. never know what you're going to get. You can look at all the pictures mm-hmm. ahead of time, but there's always like interesting things, especially when you have places where like there's stuff like th- there's cooking utensils and there's pots yeah. and pans and mm-hmm. and sometimes there's seasonings and you know, especially oh, if there's yeah. destinations oh, where yeah. like people fly to and then they grocery shop and they mm-hmm. buy things and they're not going to throw it away and they're going to leave stuff behind yeah. and then like the homeowners or whoever management company is gonna you know throw out the weird stuff or the but like you know you have the cinnamon in there from like, five years ago or, or just like oh it's a bottle of olive oil that's sure you know, yeah, had a two tablespoons out of it right. it's, obviously it's the house olive oil we're gonna you know so worth this house and and i had a coffee pot and i brewed mm-hmm. coffee and um we're in a unique location to where like there wasn't like normal coffee creamers or stuff available and um but you like your coffee black i do but my wife doesn't oh okay all right, right? All right. so um we uh so i was gonna fix her fix her a coffee like i always i'll pour my cup of black coffee yeah i, I like to pour it First, this is like the only time I serve myself first because I'll pour the cup because I like it black and I'll set it aside mm. because it needs to cool down. Mm-hmm. Whereas any coffee you're going to add anything else yeah, to yeah, in the cool home down. kitchen, it'll it's cool going to cool. Yeah. It's going to cool down more. So I, so I'm working on yeah, I'm working on my timing of things. So I'll pour a cup of black coffee, set it off to the side, and I'm gonna. So I, I'm opening up cabinets, you know, looking around, and there's these two little Rubbermaid container little you know tupperware like things mm-hmm. um and they're full of white powder Powdery. right it doesn't look like flour grab it pull right. it down open up that's not flour right. boom throw throw a couple tablespoons in stir it up put in some milk you know <laughs> serve her coffee and uh we're sitting down on the porch and i'm you know i'm and hers just sets there mm. right and i'm drinking my coffee and she picks us up <laughs> It takes a big old swig of this stuff. It was salt, Keith. Oh, jeez. I put in like two <laughs> tablespoons of salt. You didn't think to taste test it a little bit? No. So <laughs> so then she's like, what have you done, right? So I said, okay, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. She's like, what was that? You know, so I go back in and got the, it was like the, it's the, Container's still out there. Yeah, yeah. I pick up a pinch of it, throw it on my tongue. I was like, oh, yeah, that's salt. (laughs) Right? So I dump out her coffee, rinse out the cup, fill it up, grab the other container, bust it open. You didn't taste test it? Two tablespoons in it. Take it out. She takes it. She's like, oh, it's the same thing. There's two containers of salt? There's two containers of the salt. Neither one of them was sugar. And she was like, that could have been like cocaine or something. You just went like through two tablespoons of random um, stuff from a crazy house that just right in my coffee could have like, been baking soda could have been you know could have been, all been kinds borax of yeah i mean could have been, been laundry detergent <laughs> exploding the coffee wow anyway so you broke her trust like consecutively and and the third cup she didn't trust you anymore uh no i she when made her own coffee. I found some brown sugar. Some brown sugar. <laughs> found some brown sugar. So what you're saying is the 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 moral to the story is salted coffee does not taste good. Not salted caramel. It's there's a definitely a difference. But anyway, um, but she has since allowed me to 
resume coffee making. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very nice of her. It's very but nice of her. I thought it was a funny story about somebody doing the making the you know. <laughs> it's almost what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same, same thing, thing over and over again, expecting different results. Yeah, I was yeah. borderline insane. If I would have did it one more time. <laughs> I would have been insane and single. I don't know why you taste it the second time. I mean, the first time I kind of understand, but the second time, and who puts salt in a giant container like that? It wasn't a giant container either. It was a small container. Oh, it was yeah. a little two-cup deal. A little two-cup two Tupperware thing. Terrible. Um, so, yeah, no, I think I think that you brought up a good, I think you brought up a good point, which is. Did I? Uh, early on, you kind yeah. of, bree- we breezed past it, but. Um, I like to, I like to talk about, we talked about the save do ratio. Um, but I also like to talk about under promising and over delivering. And I think you're on board with this. So like, you know, if somebody, if somebody's like, if you're like, Hey, I need, I need this done. But you give me so much trouble about this. Like someday I'm going to show up to something that I never said I was going to come to. And you're going to be like, Hey, you came. Yeah, no. The thing is like. Uh, there's a difference or you between say anything, not it'll be like your funeral or promising and delivering versus under promising and delivering. For example, um, you know, if if you came to me and said, "Hey, Keith, I need you to get this podcast edited and up uh, as quickly as you possibly can," when do you think that you can get that done? Right? Okay. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm, I, realistically, I'm gonna try not to say I can do it in an hour. Right? I'm gonna say, well. I'll try today, but it's pretty busy, so it might be tomorrow. Right? Okay. And then, so when I get it done in a couple hours, and I text you and I say, hey, done, you're like, wow, I thought it was going to be tomorrow. Mm. Right? You're setting expectations. You're setting expectations, but you're under-promising on those mm-hmm. expectations, and then you're over Yeah, but if we're playing cards, if we're, this is a game, if it was a card game, mm-hmm. or it was a team card game, we're playing pitch, right? If yeah. you will. Not for money. Right? Or spades or just some of those fun. other card games that mm-hmm, are mm-hmm. fun and team bridge that's called sandbagging well you know so there's a ratio with which sure you gotta be do you do you believe that do you believe there's um, this ratio you need to be within and you're no. un, and are you how strategic are you about your under promising i'm pretty strategic about it um i try to give myself enough time so that if something does happen i can still deliver on the on the promise so strategically, uh, I don't, I don't try to. Now I'm not going to say, "Oh, I'll get it done in a couple of weeks," and then an hour later it's done. Right? That would be that would be crazy. sandbagging. That would be crazy sandbagging. Um, but I try to, I try to give myself enough room that you're you're pleasantly surprised that it was done earlier than expected. But then it, if something happens, then it's okay. Now you, on the other hand, you sandbag. You're like. You're like, oh, don't expect me to do any of that stuff. My life's busy. I'm not even sure I can make it to the podcast today. And then, like, you show up on time. I feel like you're projecting this on me. <laughs> I don't then feel you like, show up on time. I don't feel like, like this isn't. Is I don't feel like this feel? is an accurate description at all. I've never <laughs> said those words. So, uh, under promising and over delivering, I think, is a really great way um, to try to. You don't have to repair trust if it's not broken, right? And so I think that's kind of your uh, your perspective is it's easier to not promise things and to, if you do, 
under promise and over deliver on yeah, and I think it a lot of my repair trust. I think a lot of my broken promises um, can be explained away with sheer ignorance. <laughs> For example, <laughs> uh, you know, I think probably like the stuff I'm like most um, most guilty of would be like the kids would be like, "Hey, can we have can we have a uh, pizza for dinner tonight?" Yeah, sure, man. Sounds great. We'll do that. And then, and then like, I your forgot like, that, like... We're going out to dinner. That there was, yeah. there was, you know, the, we had chicken wings set out of the freezer <laughs> two days ago that we, mm-hmm. you know, it's like the one night that we're home. So that was the plan to make, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. Sorry, man. We're doing chicken wings tonight. But you said, well, I was wrong. <laughs> you should have had pizza and wings. Yeah, like, just... You know, sorry. <laughs> I was wrong. I was wrong, See, right? I, I didn't know the answer either. Does that work well for people that are, by other people's viewpoint, less, less, um, like if you're, if you're let, not, I'm not trying to say intelligent, right? Like if you're smart, you know, I'm not trying to say that, but I'm just trying to say like, if you're, if you're knowledgeable about the dinner situation, like if you're the, if you're the guy that makes dinner every week, right. And then kids are like, Hey, come here pizza. And you're like, yeah, you know? And then you're like, Oh, I, I forgot about this. Sorry. Like, but you make the dinner every week. Why didn't you remember? Right. Like yeah. versus being the guy that like, yeah, no, I, helps I am. make the dinner, but doesn't necessarily plan. I am. It was just, I, you forgot. I, yeah, you like pulled I said, the wings out and forgot. I'm just generally. I think that's the. <laughs> you broke that pizza trust. Now, how do you how do you or I'll, bring back that pizza trust? Or I'll like change things. Like, um, you know, they'll say uh, it'll be like, oh yeah, I've got a, you know, the old grade cards came out and got the, the positives across the board or the fours or you know letter grades later on or what you know like mm-hmm. oh. Hey, you know, hey, can we get Dairy Queen? Yeah, sure. Right? Then you see the gray card and you're like, nope. <laughs> no, but then you go out, you know, and then like, and this was one too, like, I don't like lines. I'm like, like I've like passed oh. that on to my kids mm. too. So like, it's like, we drive, it's, it's, you it's go like, to Dairy Queen, yeah, like yeah, the lines yeah, around yeah, the building. Yeah, yeah, they're they're like, like, that's a no for me, dog. I'm like, I know I said Dairy Queen, fellas, but no, like, yeah, let's McDonald's. go somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. Which by the way, hmm. Quick Trip's going to put everybody out of business in every faster life. Good? Have you had their cone? No, we we Holy seen smokes, it. it's as long as your forearm. Really? I don't know. Like, Do you have to special order it? Like you have to go to the thing and You order go to the cone, thing and you yeah. touch the screen and you mm-hmm. order the The only the odd thing about it is you don't pay at the screen. You take your little printed receipt and then you go over to the counter and you pay there. Whatever. But mm-hmm. then you it's a little process. You do the thing, you order the How cone. How long does it take? If you order something, it's like from the instantaneously, screen. really, with the cone, yeah. like with the cone. I because get, the but... kitchen's like completely open too. It's like right yeah. there. So yeah, so I do the thing. Call of the cone. It prints out the receipt. I carry the receipt over the counter, and I'm watching as the like, server like walks across the kitchen. I pay the guy, walk around to the other side, and all of a sudden, here she's handing me a cone with a 18 inch yeah. ice cream tower on Love top it. of it. It's every bit of it. it's every bit of seven inches. We um we used to uh, growing up when we'd see our grandparents at down the lake of the Ozarks. There was a place called Gorilla Burger. I don't know if it's still there or not. I would assume it is. It's a great name. Yeah, and they had a giant gorilla statue outside of it. Well, um, their burgers are okay, but they're famous for their ice cream. 
Uh, they got a little window. You can go in, but they got a little window facing the sidewalk or whatever. You get an ice cream cone. You can get a small, medium, or large, right? And the small is probably like 12 inches of ice cream, right? And the large is like, you How know, do they probably do it? 24. I don't, I mean, you watch them and it's like this art where they like swirl and then they push, push up, up. Yep. And then down, swirl up and keep going. But I mean, there's things like, you know, you get a small, I'd be like six. And it's like bigger than my my arm, you know. Or and you got to eat that. And you got to eat all before of it. it falls off, or and you know, hot summer, you know, it's just ice cream all over the sidewalk. But uh, yeah, you know what I don't like though is when you go through a Dairy Queen and you're like, I need the smallest ice cream you can possibly put in a cone and make it still look like an ice cream. Like I need just. Just barely over the top of it. Yeah, okay, no problem. And then it's like four inches, you know, off of it. It's easy remedy for that. <laughs> well, I do, well, yeah, no, they hand it to me. I go, yeah, take dad, off three the inches. The dad bite. And then give it back, but then I get an ice cream headache. I'm very susceptible to ice do cream Do you headaches. know not everybody gets ice cream headaches? I did not know that. So, um I know how to, I know how to fix it, but the, put your Yeah, so my oldest doesn't get ice cream headaches. So we talked about it. I was like, no, you do. And he's like, no, I don't. So we had this conversation. So we went, yeah. (laughs) So we went and looked it up. It's terrible. We he looked it up and found a YouTube video about it. But it's it's there's this cluster of nerves Uh that are all that are all connected that come along your jaw and then up towards Uh your sinuses and then also around the back of your your throat. Yeah. Well, they just get confused. So the sensation, this cluster of nerves gets stimulated mm-hmm. the back of your throat with the ice cream, but then it gets it's overstimulated, so it just fires on all those nerves. Oh. So then you're feeling it in your head, in your forehead, because it's that same cluster of nerves. And there's probably a scientist out there that's like, you just butchered that you explanation. Just butchered that so bad. But go watch the YouTube video. But then why does it work when you put your thumb on the roof of your mouth? I don't know. It was just explaining. So I thought it was the roof of your mouth that got cold, and it's so close. It's to all your within brain. that same nerve cluster, mm. and that nerve cluster, it's like three, three branches to it. Um. You ever? I I made this deadly mistake once, and don't ever do it. Um, you, you have to died? trust me on this. No, uh, I almost did. Okay. We were driving uh, to to Minnesota. It's a long trip, right? Stopped at the quick trip here. Got a got a biscuit, and for some reason, I got a slushy. I was like, mm, you know, it's six o'clock in the morning. Biscuit and a slushy sounds right. Interesting. And it was like this weird mixture of. <laughs> Cold. Ooh, that's cold. Hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold, hot. My brain, its stomach, everything did not know what to do with it. It and? was the weirdest feeling in the world. I won't go into detail. Okay. But let's just say I had to put the biscuit and the slushy down. <laughs> I was like, I can't I can't now do either one of them. It was insane. Don't do that. Don't don't get you an ice cream and a hot coffee. Oh, that kind of sounds good though. Ooh, I don't know. Maybe. I always have coffee with ice cream. Always coffee with dessert. Interesting. Coffee and pie? Mm-hmm. A la mode? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, of the fashion. So, repairing trust. Um, yeah, man, I don't... I mean, this is hard. This is really hard because I don't know. Like, just trying to think about... It's almost like... It's almost like we need a guest that... Is an expert in this. Or just somebody that we've so grotesquely offended with our lack of 
responsibility. <laughs> the thing just call us out on it on the air. We could. Um, I think I think the key is if you do get in the situation where you have a a uh where you break a promise and you you lose some trust, you got to own it first. I right? think humility is the answer yeah. to trust repairing. Yeah, I think that if there's no excuses, no, I know this happened, but yes, right? it, humility is the only path forward for resolving broken trust. And then, and then continuing on a path of making sure to not do it again, mm-hmm. right? And then over time, that that, and then you, you have. Know, I think also, I think also an important thing is. Uh, Owning your mistake, being humble by that, and then also relinquishing the right to, you can't control how long it takes someone to, yeah, for that trust to be repaired, right? Right. 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 You can't, you be, can't put a time frame. You can't be like, well, I've, Think of all the great I've, stuff kept my, I've, done. I've kept my promises for two weeks now. Yeah, yeah. Can't you... Forgive me. Well, they might forgive you, but the track record isn't back to repair the trust, and you don't get to decide that time frame. Yeah, and I also think that there are some actions that you can still be humble about, apologize for, but that trust will never, it'll never, you should be humble and apologize if you truly mean it, but then understand that that trust maybe could never be repaired. And I don't mean like my elementary school friend, right? I mean like, there's there's some things like uh, abuse and stuff like that that you know that other person shouldn't shouldn't trust that person again. Um, so there are some situations that I think you know it's just one and done, right? Or should be one and done. But um, for the most part, I mean, I, I keep all my promises. Ask my wife. <laughs> there we go. Should have had a guest. <laughs> that would have been that would have been terrible. That would have been terrible. Um, no, but, and I also think that like, um, and I think you would agree with this with me is that, uh, you can't just not, you like, you can't just keep your promises on the big stuff. All of it matters too. Oh, for sure. Right. Like I can't just be like, well, Shauna, when I married you, I promised I never cheat on you and I haven't cheated on you, but you know, I lie to you all the time. Right. Like that doesn't, you know, you know what I mean? Like that doesn't, that doesn't make it better. Um, so you have to like, you have to have a good track record, even in the small stuff, you know? So if you say you're going to be home by a certain time, be home by a certain time. If you're consistently not home by a certain time, you're breaking that, you're breaking that trust down. Right. I just made up a, what I thought was a benign example, but I don't know with all the phones now. Everybody can see, you know, you can oh, see where yeah. exactly you are. So I mean, it's like whatever. Do you? Uh, all right. Well, do you do you do that? Do you? Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody tracked. Yeah. Um. So, uh, my wife, my daughter's phone, um, my mom, uh, and my brother, and then uh, my my wife has her mom and her nieces. Wow. Yeah. Well, you always want like you always want somebody to know where you're at, right? So my brother's not married or anything like that. So it's like, you know, he he intentionally shares his location so that hmm. you know we don't hear from him for a couple of days. We could be like, 
oh, he's probably in a business trip in, you know, Arizona. Okay, that sounds great, right? Or, you know, like he's home for a couple of days and he hasn't texted me back. Maybe I should go check on him. I only do that with like backcountry backpacking trips. Like we're going into the woods at this trailhead on this date. We plan on being back out on this date. Yeah, do you sign the log? Yeah, text yeah. you then. Yeah. But other than that. You don't share your location with family? N- no, I Why not? Um, you have something to hide? Nobody's ever looking for anybody. <laughs> um, I find it useful for like... Um, we haven't lost anybody yet. We haven't lost anybody yet. I find it useful for uh, like when Shaman's driving home from work, I can see when she's left work. Does it give you like an exact ETA? Um, like Not really. You can you can send somebody an exact ETA, uh, but when you're watching, when you're like looking at somebody, you can kind of see it gives you a, a minute, an estimated minutes, like if you were going to travel there but not from them to get to you because like the app doesn't know that they're coming to you. Right. Or wherever. Mm. So, uh, we just do like, I'll just, I'll just see like, Oh, okay. She's left. Oh, she's made a pass downtown. So that's about 20 minutes. I should probably, uh, clean the house from uh, the disaster that it probably is so that it looks like it's been clean all day. Oh, here's a new one. Here's a new one. I, uh, uh, have the app for my auto insurance. Oh, mm mm-hmm. And um, I, I, there was so you a, have your policy cards right there. All yeah, it. Yep. right. Um, great. Everything. Yeah, there's an app for everything. So then it tells me on there. Oh, we'll reduce your bill. Oh, don't do that. If you sign up for this thing. Mm-mm. And I was like, what's this thing? And then it shows a little picture of you know like. It, it's, it's a little thing that plugs into your. It tracks your speed uh-huh. and it tracks your you know. Oh, maybe through your phone. And I thought, mm-hmm. oh, okay, like. My maps already do that. You know, your maps on your phone already mm. know how fast you're going. They know what the speed limit is. They, you know, it can tell how much you're slowing down, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, well, I already collect that data anyway. Like, if I use my maps ever. That's... Yeah, but it's not sharing it with your insurance provider. I know, but I'm a great. Who could also raise your rates. Because but I'm a great happens. driver. So I was like, oh, okay. So I sign up for the thing mm-hmm. anyway. No, they're yeah, they're gonna like mail me some puck to yeah. attach to my vehicle. Yeah, because you can, your phone can't determine hard stops and stuff like that. Your uh, car. I didn't does. know that. Yeah, it's it attaches the well, same anyway, thing. Anyway, they got me. Know. I got like way down the process. I was like, yeah, sure, sounds great. And so then it's like, it? well, I the things That's coming. A lot of trust. In, no, the things coming in the mail. I'm like, I just probably don't have the follow through to like plug it in. <laughs> I'll plug it in for and me. like go back to the app and be like, oh, I got it in the mail. I plugged it into yeah. my car. Yeah. Um, there's, there's, uh, I had a buddy uh, do it, and there's like a, there's a really weird way around it where you have to, it'll track your drive or whatever. But if like something bad happened during the drive, like, you know, you had to slam on your brakes or something like that, um, you can put in there someone else was driving. You'd be like, oh, no, that wasn't me. I was in the passenger seat. <laughs> so you can like, you know you work around it anyway like i i just like for me i just feel like those things are for insurance companies to raise your rates not really reduce your rate right like you're gonna tell them like a two week or a month's period of time whether i'm a good driver or not like i don't know that's 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 as the kids say these days sus i mean i drive really slow and i'm always gonna make a right hand turn that blinker's always on baby that's a joke um, yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't trust that. 
But it's like when we first got phones, everybody's talking about like, oh, you know, like Google knows exactly where you're at. And if you walk into a store, they know what aisle you're in and all this kind of stuff. And don't trust it. Don't trust it. You know, or whatever. And I'm just like, at a certain age, I just got, I was like, what am I hiding? I don't really care if I walk into uh, uh, Walmart and go down the sporting goods aisle and my app, you know, my phone knows and starts sending me softball bat ads. Like, why do I care? I don't know. I'm thinking about going back to landline now. Why? I don't know. Our conversation's coming. (laughs) Well, that's all the time we have now. All right. (laughs) Bye, guys. See ya.